Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to the Stringer Podcast number 52. I'm speaking softly because it's nearly 4 a.m. and I really don't need neighbor hate right now. This voice of mine has a tendency to carry. Today is the last of the pre-COVID interviews and features our first full-on returning guests. It's nice to know that I haven't scared them away. Yet. We're working through the technology to get some remote conversations going that don't sound like we're in tin can. You may have noticed we dropped a shortened convo earlier in the week with Matt Schnetti, and that is all part of this. Today's conversation, though, is with a talented producer with a proclivity towards sweet sneakers, ball and dance moves, and Marvel Cinematic Domination. Last time he was here, we ran through an MCU bracket challenge that saw Thor Ragnarok square off against Captain America Civil War in the final. It's a dispute that is still yet to be settled. You know I'm on Twitter's at Black Dragon Roll. You know I'm on Instagram as at Black Dragon Roll. I prefer to call my own personal mix master, rug cutter, groove tune shuffler, expert in the dark arts of karaoke, boy band challenger, two-time world champion, one-time stringer revisitant, Black Dragon Roll combo and spicy tuna rolled in nine. He's not a lunch, he's a snack. It's Jerome Chang. That's right, you heard it right, Jerome Chang. And he's coming up right after I tell you about something that I think Jerome would actually really be into. We have teamed up with the incredibly talented Katie Heindel and Sean Woodley to develop and launch a new podcast called uh, Basketball. Each week, these two dedicate a whole hour of their time to bring you the gossip, the drama, the rumors, the fashion, and uh, basketball on this hilariously absurd new podcast about the NBA and basketball culture. Sean's credits include co-authoring We the Champs and can be regularly heard on TSN 1150. He also has a photo of Terrence Ross hanging above his desk. Katie, on the other hand, is perhaps most notoriously known as the genius inventor of shorts, the clothing, but you may also recognize her from Rolling Stone, Vice, Dime Magazine, or The Athletic. And if that wasn't enough, she writes a weekly newsletter called Basketball Feelings. These two are an incredible duo with a ton of chemistry, and it really shows in this week's episode of Uh Basketball. That's right, uh with two H's. Find it wherever you're listening to my voice right now. If you're creating something and want to share it out with the world, hit us up on Twitter at Stringer Podcast or by email podcast at thestringer.ca and we'll check it out and give it a pump on an upcoming episode. Last week we chatted about Fall Out Boy and their indefinite association to YouTube. This was all because of the age of their fans at the time, the rapid growth of social media in the mid-2000s, and the major step forward in technology, specifically video sharing. This got me thinking. At what point in our life is music the most influential? We might do our best to keep up with new music, but deep down, if you're anything like me, as much as you appreciate the new sounds coming out, it just can't quite compare to the music of our youth. My father must have said the same thing when appearing to writhe in pain at the music I was listening to, and no doubt his father did the same before him. So then, at what age does music leave the biggest imprint on us? I did some digging, and although I'm sure we could dedicate a whole podcast series into the journey to finding this answer, for the sake of time, I'm going to do my best to distill everything down into a couple quick facts. 
First, in a partnership with Spotify, the New York Times did a study in 2018 using Radiohead's 1993 hit Creep as one of the main test subjects. The study found that the song charted the highest with those who were in early adolescence when the song was released, compared to those who were 10 years older or 10 years younger. Great, so early adolescence, got it. What's that, like 12, 13? So it must be a puberty thing, right? Mm, the answer to this is sort of, but not quite. One of the most important stages of development happens as the limbic system begins to mature. That's the part of the brain that's responsible for many of our basic emotions, including pleasure. This development really starts ramping up at age 10. Now, as puberty sets in, our cerebral cortex develops. This is responsible for higher brain functions. Think of complex planning, decision-making, and personality expression. For women, this starts as early as 10 or 11. For boys, it's often a little bit later. But here lies the key to our question about music. There exists a time, roughly between 10 and 12, where the pleasure center of our brain has already shown increased evolution, but our ability to rein this in and rationalize it hasn't started taking shape. It's why we were more prone to slamming doors and hating our parents, world-ending blow-ups with our friends, and finding true love in middle school. So although music is highly influential through all of our teen years, it has the chance to really leave its mark in the two years between the ages of 10 and 12. So I was born in 1984, which means in the spring of 1994, 26 years ago, I shed my Sharon Lois and Bram albums for good and was ready to begin allowing music to touch my most basic emotions. And I'm shocked by how well this lines up. 26 years ago this week, on May 10th, 1994, a Los Angeles rock band released their first studio album with Geffen Records. Although officially the album is self-titled, it's affectionately called the Blue Album by fans because of the simple cover art featuring the four band members standing rather flatly in front of a blue wall. Recorded at Electric Lady Studios, built by Jimi Hendrix in New York City's Greenwich Village, the band spent two months in 1993 crafting their sound and recording the album. Rivers Cuomo and Matt Sharp are said to have imposed several rules during recording, such as no reverb and only strum in a downward motion. And while mixing, they insisted over and over again that the guitars be as loud or louder than those found on Radiohead's Creep, released earlier that year. You see how this came full circle? So from that album, here's Weezer's Only in Dreams, followed by the sax, then Jerome Chang. Have a great weekend, guys.
they're just they're just so like what you got it you got one yeah oh you got to push the mute now are we going uh headphones or no headphones i can go whichever what do you let's i just gotta know that with this on, like, I don't, like, yell to compensate. <laughs> <laughs> you can turn it up, though. If you turn up the aux volume knob, uh-huh. then you turn up in your own ears. Okay, that's if okay. If that... Yeah, yeah. Because it's funny. Dylan and I are so different because I like it, like, really loud in my ears. I think mm-hmm. partially because I've, like... I spent the first part of my life in bands and mm. the second part of my life, like, l- editing to really loud sports things. And so I might be a little bit deaf. Yeah, yeah. I remember... um studying uh like doing my audio course and finding out immediately like oh your ears are so sensitive like you go to one concert and that's it you no. don't have perfect like, <laughs> like you have now ruined a, it you'll never be an audio no. engineer ever like from this point i'm just like what you've now i can be so good at this good. i could have been good yeah. Yeah, yeah but now i like i notice and i find it crazy that dylan can keep it so low uh-huh because for me to hear anything in the background, right? Like, and I'm always, this whole time I'll be searching for like, oh, I found a pop in there. I'm like, I'll have to remember that, right? Or like, I'll know where I am in the conversation because I have no life and I'm a massive nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it all comes down to. Well, that's that's me like working on the Come On Your Reds podcast. I just sit there and like listen for things, and like all my notes are just like, someone breathes heavily. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what do you record? What do you record? I just use a Zoom on? recorder for that. A Zoom recorder. Yeah, yeah. The only so the one thing I do like about recording straight into Audition or mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. any kind of like uh, editing software is you can just hit get key when you hotkey mm-hmm. and then just add some marker. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's like, huge. Yeah, marker, yeah, yeah. Marker, yeah. marker, 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 and like you'll so see. So you saying there's a better life than typing on my Apple Notes? A hundred percent. Because codes? you don't have you don't have to time code it. Well, no, I, yeah, that's not yeah. Like, because you sit there, you're like, oh, when I started typing it, it was thirteen oh seven twenty four, but now it's thirteen oh eight twelve. Like here, here, this is. My- <laughs> oh my dear. Well, God. I mean, like some of it was just like hearing what they were talking about and everything, but like one here is just like clear throat, burp, <laughs> burp, burp. <laughs> Gas, like it's just you know, like, <laughs> like you know, but it's not like it's that whole like I, I forgot which I think it was John Mulaney yeah. who talked about it, but just the idea of, like suddenly like you just like burp just come out of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> like your ears. That's I was hearing it live, like into my headphones, into your ears, yeah, into uh, my ears. I think I, I appreciate the fact that you followed the producer's code and you didn't say who burped. <laughs> oh, or, or no, who no, had, no, 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 you we never don't, say we don't expose them. No, you don't even type it there, down. It's there on the note, right. And that's oh, all you need to know. No, no, no. It's just burp. Yeah, it's just burp. I know right? Who, I know who. Be, and you know, you know the, what you did. And you also know the time code. <laughs> yes. Right? So yeah. you can just find it again. It yeah. doesn't matter who did it. Yeah. It's the fact that it's there. Yeah. Jerome Chang returns to the podcast. Yes. No big... I, I. You're the first returning guest. Am I? I, I think was, so. I was, like, I was wondering about that. Like, you're the one... Dylan's going to doubt me on this. You're 1.5. And I'll tell you the 1.5. Okay. Because friend of the show, Mike Veerman, mm. brother of Greg yes, Veerman. Yes, of course, of course. Mike was here... As like a crossover thing with Mike on much. I do. And remember then Mike that. came yes. back separately. Right. But he was it was half same. the show was his and half was yours. So then Exactly. And, and Greg okay. was on it, right? right? And Shane was on it too. Right. And it was the four of us. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I got to sit down one on one with Mike. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like one point five. I hear you. People heard his voice twice. <laughs> right. But he wasn't like twice straight up all about him which mm-hmm. i'm glad you are the best person to do that with and so i'm trying to like intro you know usually he's like jerome chang on the podcast right. <laughs> and then now because it's your second time back i'm like oh 
And uh, Jerome Chang is joining us. Yes. It's because we've all grown up one podcast. Yeah. If I come around on the next one, yeah. we should just like start it as if I'd never left. Like just, oh my God, just we should. We'll just listen to the last 10, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like 30 seconds of the last podcast. Yeah. And, and just. And like, you can start with like, we don't have to end now, do we? I'm like, no, 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 we can keep going. Yeah. And then and we'll no, just pick up the conversation. But I, I don't even know, like, say for argument's sake, we're talking about Star Wars, right? Right. But we don't pod again for like six months. Right. Like, let's try to figure out what would this conversation sound like <laughs> if we talk for six months straight? <laughs> and, then, and then just come back and just now to the. 342nd second of the film <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. for this frame here and then yeah. this really bothered me like yeah, that really bothered and me. then i wondered to myself is luke dead yeah <laughs> i think i'll put it in the intro there does contain spoilers i'm glad sean isn't in the room because he still hasn't seen it he hasn't seen it okay we're all going as a group tonight to see it oh nice you've so seen it i have seen it you've seen it. dylan's yes, seen it dylan's we saw seen. it together perfect okay and so we're good to talk about it, Great. which we will. Yeah, amongst everything that happened, like it's so been, much happened. It's been out for so long. It you is. have no excuse. So I wrote for the very first time, okay. I, wrote, I wrote little notes. Nice. Because we thought it'd be fun. This can kind of be the, the unplanned de facto year in review show. Sure. Because it has been almost a year since we've been on the podcast. Has it been that long? It is. I think it was, it was March. Yeah, so we're almost at a year since we've been on the podcast. Okay. And so we... Well, because Endgame wasn't out. Endgame it was wasn't like out. it was the wild card in our draft. In our draft, which we still brought into. We brought it in, but like I, I remember I personally would not let it go past the first round right. for a movie that doesn't exist, <laughs> it exist yet. yet. Yeah. Though I thought of bringing out that draft and being like, okay, how would we redo this with Endgame? Endgame would go further. In, Endgame would definitely go further. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to know where in the bracket it lied specifically because I might lose my pick. You, you don't want it to face up against Ragnarok? I think it's uh what, what okay. Well, we, let's talk about Endgame. Okay, let's start with Endgame okay. because chronologically, in my list of stuff that happened last year, mm-hmm. Endgame is first. Okay, Thanos dies in the opening minutes, mm-hmm. and then you kind of go on this real for a bit. For me, it was like, oh, okay, what's the point then? Right, like, like what chase are we now going on? And then how are they able to sustain this for two hours and forty five minutes? It's history's most expensive clip show. It is yes, yeah, a hundred percent. That being said, I loved it. I loved oh, every it minute good. of it. I think I saw it three, four, five times in theaters. Like I just kept seeing it in theaters, and I keep watching it on planes. Right. Uh, oh yes, I, I let it run on planes. Yeah. <laughs> I sleep through it. I wake up, and you're fine with it. Cap gets his gets me on the air. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then like, and then you get that told is America's ass. Yeah, that is America's <laughs> ass. <laughs> um, yeah, I I really like it. Yeah. I would say when I first saw it, I had questions about how well it would live like how it would hold up just yeah. because it, it's so long and the parts in between where they go back and revisit previous scenes mm-hmm. from uh from the mcu yep i wondered it's very nice in the moment seeing for the first time going back but do i always want to go back and relive those moments over and over like especially because of how bombastic the final mm-hmm. what hour of battle yep. is I just kind of want to get there as soon as I can. And that's what I found myself doing. Like when I first got Disney Plus, I just started from when they did the final <laughs> battle. I just watched from there. Really? Yeah. I, I think it was just because it was the holidays. Mm-hmm. I was like, I will watch this movie in full like, properly. <laughs> but then even then, I'm pretty sure I walked out, like walked out of the room during some of the flashback stuff. Yeah. Like I think I got to New York, mm-hmm. got through New York, 
once they went to Asgard, I was like, okay, I know what happened. Yeah. Let's go. I, it, it's a bit of a lower point. Yeah. It's an emotional beat. It's right? emotional It's beat. an emotional beat for yeah, Thor. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like you appreciate it from a story standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible for my brand to say I walked out during the Thor <laughs> part. Um, <laughs> But How much do you like Ragnarok? It's amazing. It's still number one, I think. Uh, but, well, even like Far From Home came out. So that's another one. That's oh, like, we have Far From Home as well. It came yeah. in April. Oh, yeah. I don't even have that on the list. It's okay, okay, we can go to that next. No, no, it holds up very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it does dip in the middle just because I think that's a very hard part to like really relive over and over. Mm-hmm. But I found I found when they went back to get the Tesseract from like, what's Tony's dad's name? Howard. Howard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Howard Starks. Yeah. I, I thought that got me a little, like, it, yeah. it kind of slows down there, yeah. too. Yeah. Because, again, it's an emotional beat for Tony. For sure. Right? Because he gets to kind of face his father and and, and, and it, have that moment. It's like everyone and, gets closure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. has healing on his whole past. Mm-hmm. Battle scene kicks ass. I, I can watch it over, like, yeah, so that, that yeah. the moment, the hammer, mm-hmm. like. A thousand percent. The, I get emotional when he, like, the hammer part, I get excited. Yeah. And the Avengers Assemble part, I get yeah. emotional each time. Like, it's just, that surprisingly yeah. still gets me. Everyone walks through the portals. Chills. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. yeah like, this is how we win. Yeah. Like, look at all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this warm feeling. I don't know. It, it hits a core inside all of us. Like, I think of great sports movies mm-hmm. where you think of Rudy. Okay. Or you yep. think of what's the left side, strong side? Denzel Washington. Remember the Titans. Uh, remember the Titans. Right. Any moment where the underdog gets his moment, mm-hmm. right? Because they're at the they're at the brink. It's like they're up against an immovable force, and no matter what they do, they just can't beat Thanos again. Mm-hmm. And for a moment, you're like, I'm fighting the good fight, but it's futile. Right. And then you realize you actually have the majority of support. And I think that's all. There's a piece inside all of us where we feel like we're fighting the good fight alone, and we just want our friends and family and 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 people to recognize, mm-hmm. yeah, we're trying to do the right thing. And then they all show up at our back, and we're like, yeah, see, I got my team too. I think the true achievement of that scene is it's obvious that that's supposed to happen, and it still gets you. Because like, what else is gonna happen? What else is gonna? Are happen? you gonna beat them alone? And like, I remember being in the theater at the time. Or I'm like, oh man, Cap's gonna get it. <laughs> like, that's it, right? Like, it's, they they present it's the it's yeah. the Jon Snow, which it works out for Jon Snow as yeah, well, right? Against the, in the Battle of the Bastards, but you're just sitting there like, oh, that's it, this is it, and yeah. then and then you hear it and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. and then you like think back about it on the ride home. It's like, obviously, <laughs> what else was, is go- what else is gonna happen? happen? What are they doing with it? Like, but the fact that it still gets me like that is the true achievement of that film. Who following that movie, which character? Or characters did you like more than you had maybe perhaps throughout the... Like uh, that came around like even more on? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, this is more over the course of Infinity War and yep. Endgame. That's but, fair. Uh, yep. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because I wasn't a big fan of the first film, mm-hmm. but he's just a bad... We could swear on this. Yeah. Well, motherfucker yeah. <laughs> in this one. Uh, did you ever play Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in the final battle, in the battle scene of that one, mm-hmm. there's this, like one moment where he like lifts up a whole bunch of people like with, mm-hmm. and then like slams them all down. Yeah. And like, that's a Marvel Ultimate Alliance move. What do we Ultimate call Alliance it? Move. With what? With magic? 
What, what, what do we call it for him? Uh, it's he magic, lives, and then Thor had that thing in the first one. It was yeah. like, what you call magic, we call it our science. Right, like, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> but, like, right. magic, sure. Yeah. Sorcery, sorcery. Sorcery, yeah, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, when he's I'm like, like, I just wanted to yell, like, combo. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, it was so good. Um, but I think, and that's generally what Marvel does yeah. extremely well, and... I think you'll appreciate this. It's also what I enjoy about, say, Civil War. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But it just mm, it you gives, have my it, attention. Yeah, yeah. It gives. It just gives. Uh, th- like this rewards anyone who actually listened to the last one. <laughs> but then I think anyone who listened to, like is listening to this one right now is like must have listened to the last one. Why yes. We come back. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we but, only have return listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we never get any new ones. Well, okay, that's how it works. <laughs> but. Just Marvel is very good at giving you just like those mark moments. Like yeah. if you're like a wrestling fan, it's like the mark up yes. moments, right? And so that final battle in Endgame is just one after another, mm-hmm. just nonstop mm-hmm. overload of it. And it's fantastic. And you have like the moment where you have like the female side really take their stand. Yep. And then you can't. That one's a little forced. I don't. I was, but I'm, I'm cool with care. it. But I'm cool I with was, it. But I'm cool with it. Like yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's weird. Like you, again, it's like one of those like you see exactly what's going on. But like this is nice. This is good. I'm with it. I think. Yeah. For me, I can see it being forced retrospectively. Okay. But in the moment, because of where we're at, just the atmosphere of Hollywood. Like we're not that far away from it. We're oh, yeah. not even a year removed. <laughs> but just because of where we're at with trying to bring more female leads to the forefront, mm-hmm. I was like, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. and then knowing that they filmed that like a year and a half ago or whatever, right. I'm just like, yep. I'm like, go get it. Like, go, go, show yeah. off how fucking yeah. awesome you are. Like, just yeah. go. I like. I, well, like, I know people have a problem with her being so overpowered, but I liked Captain Marvel coming in. Like, again, that was another one of those like, obviously she's going to come, right? And when she came, you're like, oh my god, she's here! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, she wow. showed up. Where have you been? Yeah, yeah. It shows how powerful Thanos is mm-hmm. when she bat because we know how powerful Captain Marvel is. From the standalone movie. Yep. And I think it just goes to prove yeah, why it was so tough to beat Thanos. Yeah. Because they just, they kind of create the the power hierarchy for you. Right. And he was at the very top. Well, that's why it, it took It was everybody. like, well, that's the thing because it's also Thanos from a few years ago. It's a little younger. Mm, right. A little Good more point. like, it's like prime Thanos. Yeah, a little more like, warlordish. I, yeah, yeah. He was. I mean, he, you asked that uh, thing about like who came around. Like Thanos was really good in the first one. Yeah. But he just seemed like, in this one, he was just like, again, yeah. bad motherfucker. It was like if the Lakers went back and brought back like Miami LeBron. <laughs> like Miami LeBron showed up for like the playoffs. <laughs> and it like, was like, oh, hey now. Yeah, yeah. Like hey and we told them everything that ha- like the Warriors happened during that time. Yeah. The Warriors happened? Who are these <laughs> Warriors? Like that's the Avengers, right? Like I will destroy them now. With my Miami power. <laughs> It'll be like yeah. 2010 LeBron yeah. James. Nebula in this case James. is still Mario Chalmers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, For me, it's Hulk. Okay. I think I came around more on Hulk. You came around? I, I'm not happy Did with it? Professor Hulk. Really? You didn't I'm like Professor Hulk? Oh, no. Because I, I just I love how angry he is. <laughs> I uh, It got me. Like when, yeah. when they first appear in New York. Okay, yeah. And he sees old Hulk. Yeah. And oh, he's that, like. That's a very funny oh. scene. I, yeah. And he's like. Her. Yeah, and he punches the yeah. car, and he kind of like half-ass bashes yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can get into this character. The, the physical whole- comedy is really good there because <laughs> it's, it's so lackluster in his hip. But because he's the Hulk, it's still like significant. Damage. Right, it is exactly. Yeah. Or like, even in the diner scene mm-hmm. when he gets re- recognized, and the bit with Paul Rudd is like, yeah. "But I'm Ant Man." Yeah, They're yeah. like, "Sorry, no." Yeah, that I I just I liked being able to have the Hulk with personality. 
So sure, I enjoyed sure. that. I liked. I, that's why I like Professor Hulk. Right. Just as easy as that. But my my favorite kind of Hulk personality is Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Very like, good point. Yeah, yeah. Which is hard to. It's hard to give up Hulk and Thor Ragnarok, <sighs> but I'm okay with where he got. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm. We're gonna end up doing a whole Endgame yeah, podcast. Yeah. Like it's been because it's been that long. Fat Thor. Fat Thor. Fat Thor. Uh, you gotta love Fat Thor. Fat Thor. I'm curious where they're going with it. Well, in, he's gonna be in Guardians, and and also, and he also the, has Thor: the Love and Thor. Thunder. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, well, I, you know who's the new Thor, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested to see where which direction his body's going. Mm-hmm. I almost hope it just keeps a downward trajectory, mm. like the rest of America. Like I hope he can just be like a regular dude and be like, "No, I'm just gonna. I know I, I don't should be to, working out, but I'm just gonna keep drinking." I don't want him to gain like more weight. Okay, but, but I he want can him stay. to like. It's like I want him like. Oh, he's coming around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, ex- he, like it's it's a solid guy, <laughs> but there's no abs. <laughs> And I'm, like in certain sweaters, you're like you can't necessarily tell. It just looks like you bulked up. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited. It's like the the skinny Elvis, fat Elvis thing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you decide what you're a fan of. Yep. I'm excited for there being a group that just like no, I'm fat Thor. Like like I'm all for <laughs> oh, yeah, fat yeah, yeah, Thor. Yeah, yeah. That we just kind of give up on our ideals and we're like, right. nah, I'm gonna be all for fat Thor. Like that's my idol. He's my favorite superhero. So Let's when go. like when he dies in the next one and passes off to Jane Fonda, uh-huh. it's on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> And so concludes. Can we wrap up Endgame? We can a thousand percent. Yeah, we can. Nice um, touching homage at the end. I think having the groups there. Yep. You know, as as Tony. Although the best homage is the beginning of Far From Home. That's awesome. And we won't we won't talk a lot about. But like, I was going to get. Yeah, I was yeah. going to link right into oh, Far From Home. Two uh, podcasters. How mu- How how fun was that? To just have the cheesy AV Club style uh, high school video. It's it's so perfect because. You can get that wrong, right? It's you can get that wrong so easily, yeah. and like we and work so in a you, profession where we'll be told things <laughs> like, "We want you to make it look cheesy," but you you make like you're not cheesy. You're like you're trying. You know I mean? It's it's so forced. Yeah. Um. They did the same thing in the first one too when they had those uh, small snippets of them showing like the morning news. Yeah. The awkwardness, everything, the effects where it's not like. Like, this is someone at this level. Like, this right. is what they would do. Yeah. And you just really appreciate it. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, I was down with it. And I think it it helps separate itself so strongly from what we had just experienced. Because it's the month later. Yes. That, that, that we go from Endgame and seeing that in all its power and its glory. It does a better job of explaining the actual events and how people have reacted to it more than Endgame itself. Right. So it sums it up, but it creatively and stylistically puts you in a new space mm-hmm. that you can be with high schoolers again, yeah. and you're totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. They handle the blip in a fun way. Everyone wondered the five year thing. Every, yeah. Everyone wondered how you're going to handle the blip, yeah. and the funniest way to do it is the little brother, like now <laughs> becoming like a strapping young man, yeah. and you're like fuck, and exactly how you'd feel. Right, right. Where you're right. like, I'm, so, you're just, so, <laughs> am I really dealing with this yeah. right now? But they it, also all have to be in the same grade, <laughs> right? There <laughs> like, was the passing of of the glasses and the ability to blow up or save the earth uh, right. from yep. Tony onto Peter, mm-hmm. which was fun. Mm-hmm. The ability to take it out of country, right. uh, that was fun. And and then that conflict that we saw, I think, a lot in the Sam Raimi films, mm-hmm. and you see through it the comics. I'm just not. It's very Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, it's very Spider Man yeah. to be like, I don't want this. Yeah, like it's I, very true. I, I just I need to be a, like a teenager right now. Yeah, and just, it's it's. Uh, it's one of those things that has been a good arc because he is very eager in Civil War, joins, yeah. 
by the time he gets to homecoming, he thinks he's like ready for this. Finds out he it's oh, he's in over his head, gets essentially snapped out of existence. Yeah, is like it's definitely facing some sort of PTSD, so he doesn't want that life. Yeah. And then like reassumes it in this one, and it's just like it's a nice path yeah. that makes logical sense for that character. The bit when he's at Aunt May's fundraiser mm-hmm. at the beginning, I thought was really funny, and they're like kind of bickering in the back. Oh yeah, and and then he has to go out and perform. I thought that's fun because I think in a weird way, it felt like every dinner party my parents would have put on. <laughs> right, right. right in a weird way right. that that. Behind the surface, you might have a couple bumps, and and then you just get a swat on the ass, and like mm-hmm. get out there, and you're wearing yeah, this tie dude, that you yeah, never yeah, wear yeah, before, yeah. let alone in your own home. You're yeah. like, why am I dressed in like suit shorts? Like I don't get it. Put on a piano, like impromptu piano recital <laughs> right. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's go. Yeah, we put on little plays in exactly. the in the living room, and <laughs> it's not like I led them, and we were told to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of felt like that, and it, it gave this nostalgic, like it reminded me of being young. That like those films in ge- like the two Spider-Man films in particular do a very good job of actually feeling like what it was like when mm-hmm. you were a teenager. Then MJ's awkwardness, yes, I think is amazing. Like yep. when first confronted, when she first confronted him with the Spider-Man stuff, mm-hmm. and then totally played it off that the only reason why I was paying attention to you was because I thought you were Spider-Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it comes even, out. Even just the moment where she she has that overconfidence of like, "Ha, I knew it." And yeah. then when, and then when he like really admits it, and yeah. like it gets real, she like she's in way over her head. Yeah. Like that's such she's a like, teenager. Ugh. Like it's the overconfidence, Completely. and then finding out immediately you're in over your head. Yeah, you're like, "Oh no, I wasn't prepared for this." Yes, exactly. Right, I wasn't prepared for you to like me back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do now. Yeah, I, I just got everything I ever wanted, and I have no idea what to do with <laughs> right. it. Where do I go? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. The Mysterio scene, mm-hmm. like where he like messes Peter up and mm-hmm. uses all the illusions, is so like I was a big fan of the animated series, mm-hmm. and that hit it so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like one of those things that you like we're so spoiled now that like the technology is allowable there, but and it's just it's so when I was watching at the time, even like during the Raimi time, like you could never imagine no. someone pulling something like Mm-mm. this off. And it's just orchestrated so beautifully. It looks so no perfect the way it goes back and forth. It's a trip for you because yeah. you don't know what's real at any given point. But it's just it's done so well. It had for me this hint. This is a really, really weird reference. So just bear with me <laughs> here. Me. Oh, I had a, I had one earlier that I didn't even draw. Of uh, <laughs> you can. Um yeah. when we were talking <laughs> we we're talking about like You're teams allowed. Coming, it's teams, a safe space. Oh no, no, no. It's I <laughs> when we we're talking about teams coming together. Yeah. <laughs> mine was the Bellas singing Miley Cyrus's <laughs> part of the USA <laughs> because they were at their low point <laughs> and they come around because that's really where like, you know, yeah. Anna Kendrick's character comes yeah. around with the team and like you know they're about to form and really become their best selves. Solid. Thank you. Dylan likes it too. For me, weird reference, but that scene with Mysterio kind of had hints of Dumbo Pink Elephant, right? Okay, when yeah, he's yeah. drunk. Yeah, yeah. Or uh Fantasia. Yep. Like it just it you said trippy. Like it mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. trippy where Fantasia is such both are me. great examples because they're trippy and scary to a child. Yes, completely. Yeah. And it just had it had me mm-hmm. not knowing I'm trying to distinguish what's reality and what's You're not. You're disoriented. Yeah. And I'm trying to get my bearings and where is he and what mm-hmm. is he actually and then a train hit like the train hit is so like, it's just so fucked up where yeah. I'm like, imagine I couldn't imagine writing that scene. Yeah. Because it feels like there was literally no bad idea. Yeah. Oh, that's, like, that's what and is. what do yeah, you yeah. want next? Yeah. It's uh, I think the whole like when you can't imagine doing it better, like yeah. that's where you love it like the most. Like yeah. just 
damn, like I never thought of that. Yeah. 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 You're like, yeah. oh, yeah. and you finish it that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the overall feeling of it, it's great. I kind of like being fooled for a minute that Mysterio might be good. Like, I don't know what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. I have no idea what I was thinking. Sure. And Jake Gyllenhaal is so charming. He is. Are you a Mulaney fan? John Mulaney fan? Yeah. Massive. Did John you watch Mulaney that fan. kids? Yeah, I did. Exactly. <laughs> did you Mr. Music? I just watched it like it's last so week. Good. Which is, yeah, Mr. Music comes in yeah. and then he can't make anything make sounds. Like he decides just, to. You know what? This one is like fresh enough. If, okay, if, just if, watch you, it. You go watch it. I don't want to ruin this for you. <laughs> like, just go watch it. John Mulaney, Dylan knows really well. well I'm, gonna, I'm going with Sweets this weekend. I'm dating this podcast now, but I'm going this weekend with him. Have fun. Thank you. It's great. It's a great show. I saw yeah. him during JFL. This and is the actual. So a friend, a friend set. had two extra tickets, and they're yeah. like, "I can't go. Do you want these?" I was like, "Oh my goodness, yes, I know. Uh, I haven't he, seen it yet." He so yeah because it's not like the, the new show's not out. He's been working it. He worked it through JFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fantastic. It's everything you wanted of John Mulaney. He he did JFL with Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson. Yep. Which was really, really neat because Pete Davidson has this alo- contrast. Uh, yeah, contrast. You have this aloof character yeah. that just stumbles into everything. Like he pulls out at one point cue cards and right. I don't like that yeah. that you feel like he's not prepared. And then you have John who comes out in like a, a skinny suit. tie and yeah, a suit yeah. and he struts around the stage and it's John Mulaney. And, yeah, yeah. and he's just- perfectly choreographed. He has every note to the like beat. Yeah. And then they came out at the end and did a Q&A. Oh. For like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And someone asked, how are you guys even friends? Right. You guys are so different. And they said, we're not different. They're not. No, they're not. They're like, we just put on a show. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and Pete kind of jumps in and he says, yeah, you think this is how I actually well, am? He's like, no, we. If you're a fan of Mulaney, like if you hear his early, like it's all about him getting blackout drunk. And, oh, compl- yeah, and high, yeah. like yeah. high out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah, him and like, Davidson that, partied like, hard together. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, so the two of them came out at the end and it was neat just for them to address it and be like, Oh no, we're right. we're just people. This is an act. You know yeah. that, right? Yeah. Like we, we have performed this many, many, many times, mm-hmm. but because of the nature of a one hour conversation with someone where you do feel it's reciprocated, they talk, I laugh. Right. Right. And it feels like you're caught in this dance. Yeah. You feel like you know the real them. Yeah, but they've said the exact same thing over and over and over down to the word to kind of adjust it. So have a great time. It's a shame we're not doing this next week, but we'll just catch up on text message conversations. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, John Mulaney is is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. His casting uh, in Into the Spider Verse uh, made me so damn happy. So happy. Made me so happy because it just is an extra win when I watch that movie. Right. So uh, we. Moving on. We really only crossed one thing off my list because I forgot to put Far From Home on it. It's all good. Uh, Then we hit May. So March was huge. We had Endgame. April was huge because we had uh, Far From Home. Mm -hmm. And then May shit gets serious because the Raptors decided they wanted to be not the best team in our conference and not Uh the best team or no, in the division and not yeah, the best yeah. team in the conference, but they decided, hey, it's about time we're the best team in the league. Yeah, It's really hard to go blow by blow, game by game. Right. Uh, I want to bring up 
I'm going to say four points, if that's cool, one from each series. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of yep. play off me and let me know where you're yeah. at. Game- uh, for, so for context, like during basically the entirety of it, minus, I'm sure it's going to come on there, but like I did go for the Chicago Counted Things show during that period too. Oh, crap. The one yeah. I was supposed to go to. Right. And I didn't show up for it. Yeah, we, 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 we worked it out. Yeah. We get it. It's on we the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was... That was May, right? Yes. So it was uh, specifically... The f- beginning of the Eastern Conference Finals where Milwaukee blew us out twice. Or, like, beat us twice, and Oof. it looked like we were done. Uh, and famously, Count the Dings doesn't love the Raptors. America, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that's not that's not even in, like, a like angry way. Like, just no. a, more of a factual. Like, yeah. yeah. It's they just, they that's did, fine. They don't yeah. care. Like, the yeah. day after, they were like, yeah, there's not even any hype about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn you. <laughs> I count on you. Yeah. My main thing throughout the entirety of it, outside of that, was to uh, film and produce, or like help edit in tandem with uh, Tony, uh, one of our producers mm-hmm. at the Raptors. Uh, we did all the Jurassic Park videos. It's Tony BTW. Yes, on Twitter. That's right. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Such no, a no, catchy, no, that, yeah. such a catchy yeah. name, which is so perfect for a personality. Like if you were just like, oh, right. who's that? She would probably like, it's Tony. By the way, it's Tony. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah it's so, so perfect. So you yeah. guys were working in Jurassic Park. Yes, which famously was. I just like saying famously was Toronto's best party. Yeah. I think night yeah. after night after night. Yeah, yeah. Drake would show up sometimes. Yes. The Arkells would show up sometimes. Toronto FC showed up. Toronto FC yeah. showed up other times. They did a really good job. Flo Rida showed up at one point. <laughs> really? Carnell Fishel showed up. <laughs> uh, I must have missed those ones. Yeah. They yeah. had like quick appearances. It yeah. Was, yeah. But a great way to engage because that spot outside the stadium has gotten so much attention mm-hmm. dating back to, I'm going to think, 2013 and the Leafs first run mm-hmm. then when they first started using the space that now that there's there's performances ahead of time there is a host mutual friend Emily Agard mm-hmm. will be out there hosting and Mariah uh, did it on uh, other nights too because she was uh, like she's the um, captain of the Northside crew right and yeah. and Cat uh, and, and Susie would show up at host points. of the 905 games as well yeah, that's right. Mariah yeah so you have a multitude of personalities. You have a stage set up. Mm-hmm. You oh, have, and Akil. Oh, my God. And Akil. Akil. Yeah. We cannot forget Akil. Akil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one who's ever met Akil <laughs> has forget ever Akil. forgotten yeah. Akil. So you spend this time engaging directly yes. with the fan base yes. in warm weather, cold weather, daytime, nighttime, yep. rain, rain, shine, all okay. the fun yeah. times. Game one. Mm-hmm. Game uh, one. Round Orlando. one. Oh, yeah. And it starts off the way it's always started off, it yep. seems. And they lose to Orlando. Yeah. Not shook? Are you shook? I was shook. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I I was, you got to be kidding me, but I, I was inside shook. the building. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. And right. I was like, this is not the game I wanted to show up for. Right. <laughs> I like That was a mixed feeling at the time because I think it was more for me that this is our opportunity to really capture the Raptor audience. Because... Leafs are at, in the playoffs at the same time. So what you're looking at is not necessarily a sea of red. You're seeing a sea of red and blue. And it's one of those times where, like, based on personnel on paper, like, we have a legitimate shot of this happening. Yeah. and Or, like, just making a deep run. And then you get the first one, you're like, okay, the team's good enough that they're going to mm-hmm. bounce back from it. Like, you're not really worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, a small bit of, like, is this really a curse? Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, it's just more deflating in a way of like this was our opportunity to make a statement and we mm-hmm. did it, but then we did for four straight games. I was right. I was worried because if you want to go far, like very few times, do you make a run? Was it the Cavs a few years back mm-hmm. that, that went like seven 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 right, or right. seven seven six or right, something right, like right. that? Yeah, yeah, leading up. 
very often, if you want to make it go deep, have Mm -hmm. a chance in that fourth round, you have to dispel the first two rounds quickly and efficiently. That's a good point. And so as soon as they lost in game one at home to the Orlando fucking Magic, who I have friends very dear to me Mm -hmm. that listen to this podcast and work for the team, I love you, but as soon as we lose to game one, I was like, this is going seven. Like, this is just what's going to happen. And we, That's we're, fair. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be out of gas by the time we hit Milwaukee. Because yeah. in my head, I thought we were going to well, go to Milwaukee. Well, even if you watch, like, the Open Gym episode on it, the conversation that they show in between games one and two is everyone kind of saying, like, you guys should not have underestimated Orlando. Like, right. Th- this is going to be a series. This is going to be serious. And then smack. And then they fucked them up. Yeah. And then we're on to Philly. Yeah. Which... I said I have I have one game from each. Okay, or, or so one what's, moment. What's, what's your one? Is it the shot? It's, it's the, shot. the shot. Okay, yeah, 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 but we have to hit the sh- before we get to the shot. Sure, a lot of hype around Philly. Yeah, last year, tons yeah. from the deservedly, the, of course. Yeah, I thought it was kind of their best chance that had been in quite some time. They were like, our hardest competition, and and I think it's even. Maybe they had a better chance last year, perhaps, than they even do this yeah. year. Also, I'm, they had Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, notorious Raptor killer. R- <laughs> He's the Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> Raptor Tamer. Yes, yes, yes. So going in, all I have is whether it's Bill Simmons or it's Harper or, or whoever in, mm-hmm. in my ears on my podcast being like, oh, that's it. End of the road for the raps. You know, th- this is Philly's year. See mm-hmm, them. They're mm-hmm. going to make a run against Giannis in, in the conference finals. And it was it was it was it was basically went seven done. rounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. was blow by blow yeah. by blow by blow and you have like the 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 airplane kind of yep the airplane game you know some taunting and drake getting into it and making yep. sure that uh, raptor fans have something to rally behind too from like for sure the meme perspective and i think you know if anyone has owned the meme game well we go back to like the lint roller yeah. And everything. Drake yeah. just kills. He knows the platform He's very he savvy. has. Yeah, yeah. And he knows that he can drop something and have mm-hmm, some, mm-hmm. the the massage on Nick Nurse. Yep. The yep, shoulder yep, massage. Yep. Like he knows that he can have a positive effect on people. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the shot. And it's hard to talk about anything in that series. You can't yeah. As great and, as it was. And it's crazy because there were multiple like shots and moments right. in that series that kept us alive, also from Kawhi. But like obviously you can only talk about the one. It came like 10 days after the one in Portland. Right. Yeah. It, it was yeah, just, no, it was like, it was this, it was a playoffs where you're like, you just, you thought you just saw the greatest playoff. Right. Moment of moment. all time. So you're in the square. Yeah. Okay. The uh, so I didn't even see it when it happened live. Of course. Because <laughs> I was facing the crowd. I have to <laughs> capture the crowd reaction. Which must be nuts. Well, that's the thing. So I thought we didn't make it. Make it. Right. Because it took so long. Yeah. Because it was, it and was just buzzer a, go. it was like a, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and suddenly, like tens of thousands of people are storming. I'm like, why are they yeah, storming? Yeah. What's going on? And I realized it happened. I didn't like not until I went came back into the building and I watched on my phone. I was like, oh my god, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I was on a flight to LA. Okay, yeah. And I was going there for work. I was going to be there for about a week. And we were trying, there's me and a guy in the seat ahead of me, where it's like, you know you're not supposed to turn on your phones, <laughs> but we're at like 18,000 feet, and right. we both know we're going to start getting reception pretty soon, right? Right. And so you're like, oh, on so your you're phones. like on your path, like about to land. Yeah. Like, so oh, he okay. he had bought internet throughout, like he had mm-hmm. bought one of the packages, but he was getting like blips of the game. Like we'd right. see three seconds at a time. There's no way like the stream actually is holding up. No, yeah. it's not at all. And But it would give us the updated scoreboard. 
sure. right roughly wherever we are. Which is like that. <laughs> Which is if a, score, if, if a score could like tell the worst part of a game ever <laughs> Not in the history, like, like the yeah, game yeah, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And we were. It was ninety. Just it was ninety seconds after the shot mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we hit full normal Wi-Fi <laughs> because we were just like we were in the thick of all the Twitter reaction. Yeah. Everyone losing their fucking mind. Yeah. And but we're waiting for someone to post a highlight. Right, right, we right. We hadn't right. seen it. He's like, they won. They won. So we knew they won. Yeah. yeah. But, but like how had, like but we, we didn't know how, but we know everyone you was thought it like, might be just like some like, cool, like a monster. elbow jumper, like swish, boom, not like and then yeah. moments so we saw it, and then I'm like he was watching it. I was watching it. Then I was hanging over the seat, like showing him on my phone because my video was sure. better. And we're losing our minds, and That's people great. are asking us about it. And then they announce it over the the uh, intercom. Nice, that, you know, with a buzzer beating three, the, nice. the Raptors move on past Philly. I cracked my phone screen. <laughs> I've never cracked my phone screen in Kawhi, the history of holding. Kawhi cracked your he phone did, screen. He did. Because I remember watching it and being like, holy, like, holy <laughs> shit. And then like losing grip on my phone, it dropping. And I remember when it happened, I looked at my screen and thought like, I can't ex- tell people that this is how it happened. No, no. Yeah. And I didn't for the longest no. time until I got this new phone just like two weeks ago. And now you and can I tell people. explain to people like, yeah. so what had happened? Was. <laughs> I saw the Kawhi shot. And the greatest moment in my basketball life happened. And then I broke my phone. <laughs> and then I dropped my phone. Yeah. Because it was the greatest moment. Yeah. Your basketball life. Yeah. Clearly. Up until like two months later. In the, or like the, a month later. A month then, later. Yeah, and yeah. then they're in the finals, of yeah. course. The Milwaukee, there was a little bit of an emotional lull, I think. Oh, yeah. Coming out of game seven and how hard fought that Philly series was. Mm-hmm. And you really saw it in, I think, in the... Well, the interesting thing about the first two games is the first one was winnable. First one was very winnable. Second one wasn't. No. Right? But the first one... But you're down to nothing, and all you can think is that you're down to nothing. You yeah. don't remember that the first one was winnable. Yeah, and also you're so on the high, and you're so believing in this team that you're not willing to accept like the very easy fact that like, oh, we lost the two away games. Mm-hmm. That's very normal in a series. It is. You prefer to split the difference, but doing that is not a big deal. But in your mind, and being a Raptor fan, and yeah. like having all the things that like have built up over your history of loving the team you think this is over yeah well, especially the way they smacked us in the right. second one and you're like this is yep this makes sense but hey you know what we went to the conference finals i was on the booze cruise with uh Count dings during the second game so kevin pelton <laughs> is refreshing his phone and showing me and i was like cool I i'm heard, gonna go to the i heard bar. about this yeah, yeah. in chicago or yeah. in san francisco yeah yeah I yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, like Tom, yeah, Tom Habershow is just, just like I don't want to deal with this right shrugging. now. Like I, I, I shouldn't. I should say he shrugged because no one can see me doing no, yeah, it yeah, right yeah. now. He was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone knows the breathe into the mic. Yeah. Everyone's like, Wah. yeah. And like, and the whole show, like the DJ at the show was wearing a Milwaukee uh, Bucks starter jacket, Fuck. and I'm I'm helping film at the thing. But then there's a point where Jade and Rob leave. I, I'm just like putting all these names out like as if people know specifically oh they do okay good yeah. um and then so uh and they leave the bell for dinging mm-hmm. and so it's like oh just sit there for a bit and i have to sit during the one section where they decide to slander the raptors and i'm like this is a very good joke so out of ding. professionalism ding. <laughs> ding. <laughs> ding ding i love the live bell the live bell is well, great. The live bell That's is great. so, so good. Um, okay, so what's our Milwaukee So our, our Milwaukee moment, there's so much talk. We can talk about Freddie, but uh, end of game two. End of game two, okay. Uh, game's over. Yeah. Courtside interview with Kawhi Leonard. Okay. It says, you guys are down two games to nothing. 
Uh, you're heading back to Toronto. What are you going to do? And Kawhi says, do you remember? He just goes win two. He's like, I'm going to go back to Toronto and play a game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yes, yes, yes. So, so matter of fact. And I think it was Josh Lewenberg sure. it, that, that had the interview. Uh-huh. And, and it was so typical trolling Kawhi where he's going to give you the least exciting answer you can yeah. want. He's not going to bite on anything. But we cities fall in love with the workman like attitude. He's just not here for narrative. He's right. He's just not. No. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Toronto and try to win a game. Which is true. Because like in any, any other walk of life, if it's just like, oh, I didn't do so well on this one project, what are what? you gonna do? I'm gonna do the next project. Right. That's it. Like you, you're not you, gonna what, what are you gonna say? You're not gonna hype it yeah, out of its mind. I'm not gonna go like to the beach and stare off into the distance <laughs> and like <laughs> contemplate about like why slide thirty six just didn't really capture all the right. data? Like, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna deprive myself of sleep. I'm no, not gonna say no. I'm on a fast yeah. until we win. And it's exactly that mentality that really became the identity of the team, and honestly, like, kept them in this. Right. Like, it's the same thing. Like in Orlando, that's just like, yeah, we lost the game. We're gonna be fine. Right. It's we got like Joel Embiid did an airplane celebration. We're gonna be fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, don't and mind the hype like, machine. I, I think that's a very like Spursian uh, mm-hmm. mode of thinking. Like I know Greg Popovich is just kind of just like you got to do your thing. Right. People win, people lose. You just move on. You There's just more keep to life. going. Right. All that. Yeah. And it it infected the whole room. Yeah. Everyone displayed that in yeah. everything. Yeah. They were not that they didn't have their moments of happiness and celebration, but. They it seemed like as soon as the cameras went on and the microphones went in front of them, mm-hmm. everyone calmed yeah. back down, yeah, and just said, Yeah, you know, we're uh, we're just gonna go to work, that's yeah. what we're gonna do, yeah. And it, the humor is in how boring it is, yes, like oh, it, yeah. it beca- yeah, yeah, you then feed off of it, yeah, it's so dry and you just love it, and you love it, you yeah. love every minute of it because you know you're just waiting for like how dry can they make this answer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like how bad can this be, mm-hmm. and and they hit you with it and everyone cackles and it's great, finals. It's got to be the trophy left. Like, what, sure. There's not one. I don't know. It's the buzzer. It's uh, the, it was that a last very two was, minutes. Very anticlimactic. <laughs> like last. in Jurassic Park, like everyone cheering <laughs> and then realizing that there's still more time. And it's like, okay, like, but it's already over. Were you at the 905 championship? No, no. Okay, so it reminded me of when 905 won. Right. Because. Which is unfair because when you look at the roster and the fact that like those are like main players on the NBA championship team. Right. They should never have been allowed to put that lineup out there. No, completely. So when when 905 won their championship in the D-League, there was this moment because like everything went sideways. They were up by a bunch in the Mm -hmm. final game. Everything went sideways with like seconds to go. Yeah. And then the refs are around the table reviewing it. Whatever team it was that they defeated had already filed off into the room. And then the refs realized there was like 0.9 seconds left. (laughs) And like guys were in sweats and they're being dragged out. There had been like physical altercations where everyone was heated (sighs) and they're all being dragged onto the court for like two free throw attempts and then an inbound that it was so long over. But that's how the end of the Raptors game kind of was, where you're like, okay, yeah. they're going to check everything. They're going to make sure this goes. But yeah. we all know where this is going. It's over. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. want to fucking cheer. Like, yeah, just yeah, let yeah. us celebrate. Like, like, Golden State wants to get out of there. Right, We're done. Right. We're good. Yeah, yeah. And um, Raptors close at Oracle. Yeah. And just say goodnight. Yeah. So long to the dynasty. Yeah. That's crazy. Wild, right? How was the parade for you? It was very cool. Yeah, where were you? Every like I, I I walked along the path, Shit. so I like 
Because, uh, again, with Tony. Jerome Chang is the coolest person he'll ever made. No, he isn't. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we started from OVO Athletic Center and walked the entire route for... You have your Fitbit sh- going? Your I should, counter? right? Yeah. Well, like, it's not that... You like, incubate, the incubate an egg in Pokemon and get all <laughs> 10 kilometers? Well, it's it's just because the crowds are so big and it went so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> like, we started on Monday and got there, like, the next Sunday, like... I was I was shooting that day. Mm-hmm. I was I was on the job uh, with uh, an athlete mm-hmm. that wasn't currently playing, mm-hmm. and we're in an office and the TV's on, and we couldn't believe like you guys were just outside the the prince's gates, and he's like, "Can you really? Yeah, really? You're supposed to be at the square by that time. Yeah. It moves so slow." Yeah. But I can't. I I I wasn't there for it because I was working. Of course. But the energy. It was insane. Like, like I can't describe it. Right. You're just there and you're just like, all these people are very happy about one thing. Like, right. it's the kind of thing that just like, it makes you believe in things. Right. You it know, if you're there and you're experiencing it, like, cause, because there was there, um, that narrative on the side where a lot of people were very upset with these, with the idea of a bandwagon fan joining mm-hmm. on just in the moment when they're at their highest peak. And Yo, have you ever this, watched like, sports? That's how sports works. Right. If you're there, you don't want that. You don't want right. everyone to be to recognize united yeah. for one positive, joyful thing. You don't want the biggest parade in quote unquote history. Yeah. Right. You don't want to have your team on everyone's news channel yeah. and like respected and loved and all crazy. It's amazing. Right. I know you have to get out of here because you have a haircut. I, I have a haircut eventually. We have time. And, we have a little time. So. We have a little bit of time. We got time. We got that. Which sucks for the listener. If because if you made it through this far, like we get through two movies and one, <laughs> and I'm not even halfway down my damn like list. Half a movie. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we're like one and a half movies. In. Yeah. We gave the IMDb <laughs> synopsis for one of them. Yeah. One that you, before you click more. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's the half. It's before the fold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they call it in yes. newspaper time. San Fran. That's what I have next on my list. Does that make sense for you? We didn't see yes. each other yeah, the yeah. whole summer. Yeah. Right. You were working. You were yeah. on a TFC beat. I was like, whatever, slumming around. I, I was doing a, the weekend of the championship. I was doing a lot of partying. I was <laughs> on my own little championship tour, just meeting with different people. I, I was like with a bunch of our Raptors writer, yeah. beat writers, media folk. We got together and we had we went to Rockin' Saloon or uh, Rockin' Horse. Rockin' Horse. Rockin' yeah. Horse. Was, was was my boy uh, Blake? E. Blake Murphy there? E. Blake Murphy was oh, there. I love E. Blake Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, e. Blake Murphy was there. Uh, and then like after the fact, we went to Rolson. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. It was like a 4 a.m. Rolson. It was fantastic. Rolson. R.I.P.? Uh, soon to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Closing, soon, to be, right? soon to be, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And what's Serge gonna do? <laughs> well, he'll figure it. He'll, he'll just figure. open up his own. Yeah. Fair he'll enough. just pay them to be his cooks at his <laughs> yeah, place. <that's> one, yeah. <laughs> he'll just do cooking. How hungry with are you? Just week. become yeah. just like you're, <laughs> going, to, on you're just gonna eat traditional Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> There's he no teams, challenge. He teams up with Google and Uber Eats. <laughs> it's like the MLC trifecta right there. there you go. And you just add in Rolson. But yes, San Francisco makes sense. San Francisco brings us all the way to October. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, that much. Like but like that's like a whole summer. Yeah. It is a whole summer, but uh, also sh- short form summary, like Jerome celebrated his championship quite a bit in the summer. Yeah. 
good. I enjoyed it for I, for months. Yeah, I. But the did the Jerome tube step come out? It's basically just how I walked <laughs> <laughs> like the whole time in like crisp white sneaks that yeah. you bought brand new every single yeah. day. Yeah. And Jerome just uh, two stepped all the way down. San Francisco. We talked about Chicago, CTD mm-hmm. Live, Count the Dings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had promised that I was going to go to Chicago and then just couldn't do in it. In our line of work, th- like no one will ever hold anyone to that promise. Because yeah. it just becomes impossible really quickly. Yes. You're like, yeah, I hundred. And now that you say that it was in May, we're on a nine-part series right. uh, with TSN. <laughs> right. And so it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to leave after I've done four. Par- like we did Champions League. Then we're in the middle of a nine-part series. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I just can't. Yeah, you, like people would say, like, oh, it's just a week. No, it's no, it's not. not. It's really not. It is 72 hours, which yeah. I could be working and getting this project done yes, for sure. Or it's 72 hours of having fun. I would rather go a thousand percent, but I just can't. Yeah. I have responsibilities, folks. But we did have fun in Come San on. Francisco. We had a great time in San Francisco. Count yes. the Dings invaded the Bay Area mm-hmm. and it was my chance to to finally meet the crew. Yes. It's, you had introduced me. It seems so fitting. I was really glad that you were there. because It, it made was convenient me feel- that we were on the bus tour. That's where we just first... We went, yeah, that's where we first. Yeah, you guys did the bus tour. Yeah. I showed up. I was there, if you recall, like with a minute to spare. Yes, that's right. And I was like, "Hold the bus for me." And you're like, "I don't know if I can." I'm yeah. like, "Just stand in front of the <laughs> yes. wheel." Yeah. Jade's like, "We're gonna do a bus tour," and then everyone just like, "Huh." <laughs> Sounds great, Jade. It, it, it became kind of like a two-hour discussion about weather patterns in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. and also how weird our tour guide was. Oh yeah, it was, he was something special. Yeah, he kept telling us about how rich his neighborhood was. Did yes. he hit that point? Yeah, he was. He said that like it's one side of the street, other side of the street. But I'm yeah. like, you just dropped that apartment, went for four and a half million dollars. Yeah, I'm like, I think you're doing pretty good operating this double decker bus tour. Yeah, if if my if you were in a three hour Michael Scott meeting on the office <laughs> and everyone's Jim Halpert on the bus, that's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, just like we're looking to whatever invisible cameras around and doing a smirk. Yeah, we made our way to Sausalito, had mm-hmm. ourselves some tacos. You did tacos, I did burgers. Oh, you, you did burgers. Yeah. That's right. You didn't want to sit down. Yeah, you're like, I think I can do something better, faster. Yeah, and that was the sauce. And then we uh, karaoke at night. You karaoke. I tried to. You karaoke too. I don't know why every time I go to karaoke, I it just turns into a yell. No, 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 you don't, you don't, no, 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 that's really underselling, like, you have a very, like, you, uh, I think (laughs) you have video, no, 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 I just want to make sure that I have notes here, because I, San Francisco, Clay's got a booming voice, very metal, (laughs) that's that's what it's, Dylan can confirm right here, Dylan can confirm, very metal, it's like, every time I try to sing a song, it's like I'm trying to sing it without the microphone, Right, you don't where, need it. Where you're, you're just kind of, you know, I you're thought, at a concert. There were points where I thought you had the microphone, but that was just you sitting <laughs> in the back of the room. Uh, I was like, looky, oh. The most fun I had, oddly enough, so you can picture everything I just said, mm-hmm. but then I sang Alanis Morissette, ironic. And that. I and was that, just like, because your voice is definitely more, you ought to know, <laughs> than it is ironic. I think someone had selected it and nice. it's being done poorly. And then Jade was like, just give him the mic, he's Canadian. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. Going through like '90s hip hop, I think, is the most fun. Yes, with that crew. Yes, like in early They're 2000s really in, as yeah, well. Yeah. I did Passion Fruit with Waz, <laughs> <laughs> my drink, which is great. And we just like at some point just started salsaing because like it's a long musical interlude, <laughs> yeah. and so you just go, <laughs> yeah, and get the line. Sorry, really quickly, um, if we're doing Alanis Morissette, like if you're doing Alanis Morissette, yeah. like I want people to like know your voice ahead, so they just assume you're gonna do "You Ought to Know," and then you just show up with like head over feet. 
Right. Just right. Like, I, I, I do like, something like after, just, from it just, the album. It, it after. does not do service no, to no. <laughs> your voice for it, it. But yeah, it doesn't work because I dial it right back. Yeah. But even there's like this moment at the live show because Jay, you sing New York, New York. New York, I, have, New York. I think I have video of it. But it's the weirdest thing because I'm just singing it from the floor and I'm fine with it. But then I get the microphone and the I microphone. don't know how to dial it back down. I'm just still yelling from the floor. Right, right. Which but doesn't you, work you, with the you microphone. You smartly, like, you don't, because, like, for me, I'll hold the mic closed because I won't really, like, project a ton. Right. But you will smartly hold the mic away. So <laughs> Because I'm worried for everyone's ears. <laughs> it's fair. It's very <laughs> considerate. It's Canadian in you right there. <laughs> Like we yell, but not in the kind of way that you can hear us yelling. <laughs> How did the San Fran show? Uh, because you've, there was my first, so I mm-hmm. loved it. Here I'm just getting hit with all my favorite podcasts. Sure, sure, Like sure, in sure. half hour interludes sure. or half hour bits. How did it rank in your experiences? Because you had done LA, you had done Chicago. Had you done New York before? I've done a New York one. And and now San Fran. So it's I did Las four. Vegas also. And that's like the OG one. Uh, it was. The, they did there, during there Summer a, League, There was right? a New York one before that, oh. but I, I enjoyed San Francisco. I'm a huge fan of Ethan Strauss. Yeah. So, and Having he doesn't really there. make it out to a bunch of them, like West Coast, job, all that, yeah. family. So anytime I get to see him do stuff for an extended amount of time, like I'm a big fan. And even after the fact, uh, it's like a very nerdy thing, but we just like all stood around him while he just like espoused on anything. Mm-hmm. And we just like hung on to every word of to his. To every word and listen. And so like I'm just a huge, huge fan of that. It was really fun because they couldn't say anything about the Raptors. Right. Like I they did. They did, but like they can't they say They call this like, underwhelming. Which is fine. Or whatever. Because we, we still holding the trophy. You can only call it underwhelming because we won a championship. Yeah. So it's cool. And then uh like I think in terms of like actual like fav- I think LA was always my favorite show. Yeah. And I think that was just like a whole weekend thing. Yeah. It's LA. It's also LA. It's LA. It's everywhere I want to go. It's it's one of those like perfect storm situations. Yeah. But no, San Francisco was really fun. Yeah. I I just enjoyed the show. Yeah. I just I thought they did a really good job. We hit w- w- which one did we have the oh, very they, long conversation about Monte Ellis about Monte Ellis it was it was uh it was a basketball buds yeah uh it was Trey <laughs> Trevon Edwards um, so wait 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 let me just up. set it up for you uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet out the the podcast because the, they for put sure. the full live show you might have to be a Patreon member oh, but maybe. we'll see I'll check if anything sign up I'll give it a shot five bucks yeah like it's not it's not a lot of money the it's amount not. of bonus content it's a ton that they Chuck out. Yeah. It's like TV book club. I don't think you can find that anywhere Cinephobe. else. Cinephobe. Can't yeah. find that anywhere else. Like the they, mailbag, like extra, like all the overtime. The other hour. Yeah. They do a two hour mailbag yeah. every single week. Yeah. And, and with like the greatest mailbag is what got me into them. Yes. Right. Because yeah. I'm not, for me, I, I'm not consuming a lot of basketball content. So someone like Bill Simmons can kind of fill or was filling that for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, being able to start in mailbag, which was so fun, just as they were starting to phase out basketball content sure, too. Sure. And so they're just talking about life stuff. Yes. And then I found my way into everything else. The first thing I did was listen to Daily Ding this morning. Right. To, yeah, yeah. to, to listen, you know, thoughts on last night's game and sure, how everyone sure. did. Uh, but the the amount of bonus episodes you can get uh-huh. just by being like a five dollar Patreon member. The mailbag is that meme of that person who's sitting next to a photo of people laughing together, <laughs> and it's like this is what it's like when I'm listening to podcasts. It's that, and and in the best way, like it just 
it's one of those things that you find yourself laughing along. Yeah. Um, you get caught up in it. You're a part of the conversation. You can write into the show. So yeah. like they may answer one of your questions anyway. You might even be able to call in at right. any given point. And it's just, it's so much access. And yeah. it's nice. Yeah. You just, what I like about it is that you get, it reminds me kind of the Patreon inclusion of all the other shows. Mm-hmm. Reminds me kind of like what we're going to get with the TV shows with Disney Plus, not to go kind of full circle on yeah, Marvel no. here. But yeah, sure. You can listen to the public ones and you will have a great understanding of who they are and what they do. But you get these running jokes yes. that keep appearing yeah. and you get to find it's a more of it. It's yeah. a universe, 100%. Yeah. And you just get to live in these stories and these jokes and these bits for longer right. when you can carry it over to Cinephobe yeah. or TV Book Club or any other ones. Right. The second hour of a mailbag. Right. Yeah. Let's do one last thing. You know you let's with- just keep going with it. I'll skip my haircut. Are I'm you sure? Oh, yeah. Can you sit? I don't want to do that to you. No, it's fine. All right. We've gone. You were. <laughs> we were. We inched through like movies and sporting events mm-hmm. and San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to. In all fairness to you, try to keep this one pretty short, even though we might be able to go the longest on it. The last note I have is it, Star Wars. Okay. I was because like there's also like a very large Disney Plus conversation. Oh Jesus, there is a large <laughs> Disney Plus. What was the first thing you watched? Oh, you already was it Endgame? <laughs> no. No? One sec, let me let me pull up my notes. Uh the first thing I watched, I'm pretty sh- uh no, yeah, it's definitely it. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> yes! I watched, so I was, when it came out, I was in Hawaii. Uh-huh. I was on vacation, and and I my brother and sister-in-law came with me this time, and we're like, so do we get it? Like, or is that weird? And we're like, no, 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 we have to get it. And right, so the right, first right. day, we just spent the whole day inside. I watched The Mandalorian. Yeah. That was, watched episode that one. Took, that took me a while, like, not because, just, I didn't just to get find to time. Yeah, and then, like, when I started, I was like, oh, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So I watched The Mandalorian right away. I was like, mm-hmm. it has to be the first thing I watch. But we then watched Little Mermaid. Okay. And then we watched Sister Act as well. Mm-hmm. We watched, oh, we went, they have a whole whack of really wicked like, 1930s and 1940s like cartoon shorts. Mm-hmm. Like it's right, like yeah, Goofy yeah. Learns to you Fish. Let's save Star Wars for when we get Sean. Oh, after? You want to do this another time we with could. Sean? We could. That's a great idea. So okay. we don't spoil it for him. Yeah, there you go. And we just stay in the Disney Plus. So Sean, you can listen to this episode. If you made this far, we'll, yeah. t- we'll tell you outside the will, office yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to this now that you can keep listening. You know, yeah. he doesn't listen to me. The poor guy <laughs> has to listen to me all day long. You think he tunes into a podcast to hear my voice? Uh, no chance. Dylan, can you give him the Jerome only edit? <laughs> that would be so interesting yeah. to just hear one voice the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be great. No, I don't think, but no. it would be funny. Yeah. It'd be neat. You can dub in. Do you ever watch remember those old Weird Al interviews mm-hmm. that he do where right. he would just cut himself into actual right, right, interviews right, right, asking right. weird questions right. that the answers kind of fit through? Yes. Okay. So we're going to save Star Wars. Disney Plus. So Sister Act 2, the battle in Endgame. I, <laughs> just the battle. Uh, <laughs> because it's a movie in itself. A like on the fly, quick edit of all the mighty ducks into one <laughs> uh, just like watch specific scenes to tell the full story and you kept fast forwarding it yeah you're yeah. skipping ahead um fulton reed for life fulton reed for life yeah, I, thank you very much i wanted to like the slap shot's way better than knuckle peck it is the it knuckle puck is. Li- we grew up i grew up trying to make the knuckle puck work i still try <laughs> and it doesn't like yeah. now i just like every time i flip a puck up on its side i'm like knuckle puck time and yeah, then yeah. i just skate around somewhere yeah, yeah what else probably some like scenes from marvel 
uh, I watched the entire series of Boy Meets World. Oh wow! Yeah, but you like really what, in dug the, in in the kind of way that where it's like I would sit down and watch, but other times it would just be in the background while I'm doing whatever. Darkwing Duck. I hit that up. Really I was a big quickly. fan. I didn't watch it, no. but I was. A I big watched fan the of, first yeah. season. Yeah, like in Does one it hold setting. Up? In a kid's show kind of way. Sure. Okay. I loved it. Yeah, I, won't, yeah. I won't watch it another time. Yeah, fair. Right? Yeah. But I'll watch the series all the way through this time. Yeah. Uh, friend, Another friend of the show, Emily Agard. I love it. Big Emily. fan of Boy Meets World. So we were just really? talking. Yeah. Oh, that's great So we were talking know. back and forth uh, about that. And Drop her lines. I met Topanga. Oh, nice. She came Daniel Fischel. She right? came. Is that her name? I think so. The, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you, one of us knows. It makes for a more informational <laughs> yeah. podcast. She came to the Upper Canada Mall in Newmarket, Ontario. Nice. And I was like, yeah, you better believe I'm going to meet Topanga. Nice. Even though I felt awkward at the time. But sure. whatever, I was a teenager. We were yeah, all yeah, awkward. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, let's see. I watched only the, <laughs> only the scenes where they returned, like the original cast returned, um, of Girl Meets World. <laughs> Which... Uh, Ooh. I, I will I will just say this Girl Meets World is to Boy Meets World what the <laughs> new trilogy of Star Wars is to the OG trilogy oh that's... Not, not, no 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 but not in a bad way okay. it's it's essentially a revisit of a classic series with a, girl, a female protagonist that has moments in it that okay. allow for every, returning cast to show up in Organic ways, drone made with air quotes. Right, <laughs> no one can say that's except what I have me. Descriptive listening. <laughs> descriptive. <laughs> yeah. This podcast being accompanied by descriptive listening. Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. don't think I'm going to give it a watch. I'm sorry. No, no, don't, don't. I'm not don't, going don't, to. It's not worth it. But I, I, interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I want it's, the cool like, notes. It's like Jason drugs, so we wouldn't have to. I watch Girl Meets World, so no one else would have to. So I have four bullet point things that I thought we'd go through very Hit quickly Hit as me. we're reflecting on 2019. Sure. And this is kind of an idea spawned off of something I do personally in a journal okay. every single year. But this is more of like a, a podcast-friendly version of sure. it. Sure. Let's start. It's a podcast. Why don't we start with fave new podcast that you stumbled across this year? Or th- 2019, I'm thinking. I This must be the year I started it, so it has to be all fantasy everything. Yeah. Yeah. All fantasy everything. Uh, dates back to 2017. Ian Carmel, yeah. David Borey, Sean. I met Ian Carmel in Los Angeles Get when I went. fuck out. It was like, I, like one, because I was out with Zach. Zach's friends with Ian. Yeah. We showed up at a bar. I was like, hi, I'm Jerome. And he's like, Black Dragon Roll. And I was like, Whoa. what? Cool. He said your name? Yeah, well, like, 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 he said we, your BDR we, name. We, BDR name. Yeah. But like, it was just because uh, like, we have common friends. So, yeah. like, of course. Yeah. I was wearing yesterday, and I obviously mm-hmm. don't have it on today, but right. I, was, I was sporting my All Fantasy Everything shirt yesterday. You have an All Fantasy? Yeah. Nice. Oh, it's great. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Shouts to the boys from AFE locking it down, Headgum Podcast, doing mm-hmm. great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, fave song and or band you came across. And it doesn't have to be like a 2019 song, but it's just like oh wow i just kind of i rolled into this person i kind of got in a mood with these kind of guys for me we launched a new podcast called columbia house party with e blake murphy and uh jake goldsby and jake introduced me to a band called desa parasitos which is conor burst side project side side project depending on uh how you want to count it and i've had that album and it came he the album's from like oh three or something but i just heard mm-hmm. it for the first time in december 2019 and i've had it on repeat that whole album nonstop. And so obviously when I write my end of year list of like what's important to me, I'm like, yep. Days of Parasitos. Um, I'm gonna go with Billie Eilish. Oh b- yeah. You win. Yeah, hundred percent. Just like but like oh, like as a full package. Yes. Like I just like she seems like a and, and 
doing the nude Bond theme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sent. So I sent. I found out and sent that to my girlfriend, and she mm-hmm. was like, insanely uh, excited Happy. about it. But yeah. I think in the kind of way too, just because at our age, it's it would be very easy to mm-hmm. dismiss someone like Billie Eilish. And no, she's just super refreshing. Like everything she's about, her music's fantastic. She's a really neat contradiction of like stereotypes. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Where where you She's could, an anti pop star. She's an anti pop star a hundred percent. But so much soul and experience and life yeah. in her music. One way I like breaking it down is uh i heard um actually on another podcast i would shout out uh still processing oh i haven't heard it so good i'll new check york it times, out after this yeah jenna wortham uh wesley morris that just culture writers for new york times bring it in it's so good um but she's very anti-mainstream in a very organic way like in a right. way that is very you true to her it's true like, you don't feel like it's manufactured by exactly. anyone in an office yeah whatsoever yeah you just think she's a product for parents and you listen to her talk about her parents and yeah. kind of the culture that her parents uh, grew her up in. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that they came out with you at the end. Fave sports play. I mean, it's easy to do the Kawhi one. It is easy to do the Kawhi one. So I'm going to just say not the cup co- like it's the Kawhi one. But outside of that, the Alejandro Pozuelo chip in his debut. <laughs> yeah. First game. Um, kind of put everyone on notice. Another <laughs> background story. No, well, it's it's good. Um, well, it's like it was an insane play. Yeah. We, we were beside the net during it. Like we lost our freaking mind yeah. when it happened. Um, but also because uh, specifically at the beginning of last season, Greg Veerman and I had a running bit that we were enemies. And we decided to... But, like, enemies in a way that we did nothing that enemies would do. Of course. We'd compliment each other. Two nicest people in the world. <laughs> and, but, like, we but we would just tell everyone that we were enemies. And just, yeah. People would just be confused. Yeah. But in that moment, we couldn't stick to the bit. We <laughs> embraced each other, hugged, like, full-on jumped into each other's arms and yeah. hugged. And that's mostly why I love that moment. Because we couldn't <laughs> stick to our joke. You're like, no, no, this calls for something well, so I'm much so more. I'm so excited and blown away, yeah. And because we haven't talked about much television, though there is some very interesting television that wrapped up this Ooh. year. Very interesting television that kicked off this year. It extends into <laughs> Netflix and all the other streaming services because it's unfair to say not to. Uh, I have a very clear answer for this one because I binged it really hard. Okay. But I'm going to let you go first because you're the guest. And I don't want to steal your answer. Watchmen. Yeah, that's mine too. Yeah? Yeah, it's so high good. Five. It's a solid high five. It didn't like, translate on so well over these mics, but it's, all it's good. a good high five. Um, it it is, was so good. You know how you have so many, like Game of Thrones is a pretty good example. Well, even Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. Obviously, they go over the course of multiple seasons, and they're fantastic series like that have achieved like the highest of highs, but they're kind of slow burns right. to come Completely. into yep. at the beginning with yep. in, in its world building. And... It's not even that Watchmen benefits from its previous world because actually it does it through the course of it and you don't necessarily like in it's it's only like later on that you start realizing what all the connections are. But yeah. like it starts off as its own original series. But that one starts with such a bang. I think what I loved about it is that it presented everything to you in a methodical way, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you're watching the beginning of Save a Private Ru- Saving Private Ryan or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. where it's so visually jarring that you don't know which way is up. 
everything is presented to you. You're like, yeah, yeah, I understand what they're saying, but I don't understand what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah. Time after time after time, you're like, I uh, no, I understand what they're saying. Yeah. But I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And that that d- process of I, I call it earning. You, you earn the win or you earn like the nugget of information. The nugget is what I was going to say. Like you, you kind of struggle at the top because so much is happening. You're trying to figure out what's going on. And then they drop a nugget and you're like, okay, this is intriguing. Yeah, right. I want to find out what happens next. And they did it. They placed it. The tempo of it yeah. is so perfect that when you look back at it, like it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And in the moment you never feel like I had to wait to get here. And then that mm-hmm. Dodger Manhattan episode is stupid. Uh, for me, it is episode three. I think they call it the joke. I think it's called the joke. But okay. uh, um, if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm referring to. If you haven't seen it, I'm pretty sure it's episode three. Mm-hmm. I work so, so much and I talk to people so much on framing devices okay, and creating yeah. framing devices for the information, uh, a home space that everyone can go back to mm-hmm. feel comfortable before they go out into the next chapter of something. Uh, the joke, in my opinion, is the most perfectly framed episode of television I've ever watched. Jerome, I got to get you out of here sure. because I know how strict they get at four o'clock. <laughs> okay, I want you. your car to be there. Appreciate it. Uh, second time back. It was this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. This is so much. We, I love the I way we can keep going. I knew that this was going to go really long anyway because we had so much. <laughs> we, we had so much to catch well, up on. You're like, we'll start on Endgame. I'm like, oh, cool. No. We'll just do a <laughs> podcast on Endgame right now. So uh, the way we like to end everything, I'm, might as well. The second time back, we'll do it the same. Of course. Please, please, please be good to yourself and eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. Don't get a ticket. Mm-hmm.